Hey, it's us again, back in your ear holes. Not exactly radio with me, one of your hosts, Benny K, and uh, Tony, just Tony. Tony, just Tony. It's just us today. Yeah, it's uh, oops, all co- or all hosts again. <laughs> oops, all hosts, and that, that that's been a while since it's, we've done something uh, like that. Good old classic. Uh, yeah. That allows us to keep it a little less, like not as much runtime. Right. Yeah. And then we can really chop it up. We. we- <laughs> I was saying we can tell each other to shut up, and so we can get this over. Exactly, with. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. We can't tell guests to shut up. It's right. rude. It's rude. It's super rude. And then, uh, <laughs> this way we can really just chop it up. And this one's gonna be easy for me to chop up. It's gonna be easy. You brought on a favorite, uh, one of your favorite albums from one of your favorite artists. Uh, before we get to that, yep. I also want to say that I think Kevin's in the realm now that we can tell him to shut up. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so you brought. Brock Hopton, Hampton, Hopton, <laughs> fucking, just tell me, oh my god. Hampton. <laughs> Brock Hampton, I fucked it up. Hompton. I'm like, Hompton, I'm like, that's not it. Whatsoever. That's if they were uh, English. English. Hompton. Brock Hompton. <laughs> yes, I brought Ginger to the table uh, for yes. the birthday episode. The birthday episode, that's right, our boy, Tony yeah. Just Tony, is turning the big old 31 on today. Because, um, I mean, well, technically, yeah, when, when, you're listening to when, it. The, when you're listening to it, he'll be 31 <laughs> that day. Fuck. <laughs> right now, he's 30. It, it also kind of feels bad, like, when your favorite band, where you're like, oh, man, they're on next level shit right now, are all way younger than you. They're all kids it's, to me. You know? <laughs> 24 and 25-year-olds are kids. Shit. No, no, I totally <laughs> get that. Like, I get that. And it's like uh, like me watching football and stuff, too, and, like, saying, mm-hmm. like... We were talking about that a lot. Yeah. Because we were, like, talking about Kenny Clark and how he's, like, doing amazing. And he's like, he just turned 24. I'm like, Fuck. what? Stop Stop that. But he was bigger than us at 16 years old. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that also helps. That's why he's a professional football player, and yeah. we are not. Um, so... Here it is. Um, this is Ginger. Uh, I'll give you the skinny on Ginger. Let's do it. It, it is uh, Brockhampton is uh, Californians, by the way, of Texas. Uh, self-titled boy band, hip-hop collective. Um, they dropped this on August 23rd, 2019. The follow- This is the follow-up album to Iridescence, which dropped September 28th. Um, the album, though... Uh, is the product of a long tumultuous period for the band Mm -hmm. so um last year in may let's see did i write it down um so early 2018 um right at the end of their tour uh it just was kind of just a posted announcement nothing nothing really explained is amir van is no longer in brockhampton and then it was just a short message and then they had to like cancel the rest of the tour to recoup um we haven't got really an answer beyond sexual misconduct Oh, um, yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, no. Okay, I didn't tell you yet. No. But yeah, that's the closest explanation. I did see. I think it was Reddit sleuthing where yeah, it seems like a woman that was dating Amir um, kind of started it, but then it snowballed and it sounds like other people all spoke up after she did. And it's one of those things. That, well, she's incredibly credible in the way that she had pictures with all the band members, so it was definitely like a thing where they were friends. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things of. Personally, for me, it's nice that they were so responsible, right. dismissing somebody that yeah. even if, but at the same time, he was so central to them. Like, all of them bring their own things, but, like, that's frontman Kevin Abstract's, like, childhood friend. Like, they've been together forever. They've been releasing music since they were teenagers. Like, they had a band together before 
Brockhampton, so like it kind of almost threatened to break up the band because um, it just was that terrible of like, you know, it felt like just this inner betrayal for everybody. And then it also messed up their whole release schedule last year because first they had team effort. Mm -hmm. Then they tr then they decided it was going to be called Puppy and it was a bunch of different songs because the other thing, they always leak songs. They always like are playing them on Instagram Live and it's like, hey, there's a preview of a song that will probably show up. And then it was Puppy and then the Amir Van stuff happened and then it got scrapped again because they had to take all of his stuff out of right. songs. And yeah. they're like Anderson Pack where they have like a thousand songs, like literally. Yeah, yeah. We and uh, they're, they're also the same way if they just chop and screw them together and then, you know, the albums are products of whatever survived all of that. Mm -hmm. um, so they got to Iridescence finally in September. It actually hit one on the billboard. I don't know if it's controversy that helped that, the fear that they were going to go away. They were already on the up, but it did hit number one, but it's like... It was also their more most mixed review release. Okay. I still enjoy it a lot, especially when you have all that tumult happening mm -hmm. in the middle of it. Yeah. So, um, and it doesn't touch on it. This album gets to touch on it because now they're a year removed. Uh, what happened was Kevin sent everybody home for like six months. He released Arizona Baby in February. And that's probably why you get less confessionals in him opening up on this one because he opened up on Arizona Baby. And the thing is with rap is sometimes you can be less subtle when you want to talk about certain things. So he does air out laundry. He does talk about Amir. He uh, apologizes to uh, Dom, who's still in the band. I'll point out which one if you mm -hmm. didn't. I caught, I caught it. Okay, yeah, so Dom, it. who will talk in dearly, dearly Departed, absolutely got really betrayed by Amir. So I think he, there's apologies on there. And so you get to hear, you got to hear that in February, and then he dropped this, and uh, and they dropped this in August. And I think also he was saying he was basically buying time for everybody because RCA, their label, wanted music. And so he took to writing and then he kind of admits it was probably a mistake because everything was still fresh and that's why he just airs it out like that yeah. and then just calling things out. And, you know, personally, if I had a friend that had a major label record deal and would, like, air out some of our shit, I, I understand there's going to be backlash. I'd be like, man, why you got to make rhymes about what's going, what we're going through? <laughs> like, so yeah, I, sure. I get that. So it, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting because they wear their heart on their sleeves and that's why I enjoy both their music and then this, <laughs> especially when a lot of shit happened, this record specifically. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, I remember you were super excited about it when it first came out. You showed it to me and I... I listen to it a lot, and you're like, we're going to do a fucking episode on this, like, yeah. ASAP, and here we are. I showed you, yeah. Uh, yeah. No Halo first. And no Halo? Oh, yeah, it's like, well, let's get it going. No Halo. I showed you the video. It's yeah. a, it's awesome video. Yeah. Um, I like it. What it reminds me, or what it works with with a band like this, where everybody has, like, their distinct voices, it's not like... Uh, Slipknot, where we do know characters, but right. they're not all singers. Right, Only yeah. Corey Taylor. Only Coley Taylor. Coley Taylor. Coley Taylor. <laughs> we are. Corey Taylor. We're doing. We are so good, so good with enunciation. <laughs> Rock Hompton. Uh, Hompton. Hompton. Uh, but yeah, so like, no Halo for me. Uh, it's probably just their best created written song to date because of how hyper focused it is and how almost everybody gets a shine. Yeah, because they have like what six different. Artists on this track? Yeah, um, like that, that sounds right. Um, and then you got the guest card. Uh, guest car. 
God damn it. <laughs> Guest star Deb Never, who has a beautiful voice. Yeah. I, I wonder if she plays the guitar section in this too. I didn't look it up. Okay. But just, this kicks it off and you know there's gonna, you know, this is another depression record. Yeah, no, for sure. Like you could, we've been, we've been doing that recently. Yeah, Slipknot, <laughs> again, Slipknot. I it's like all different ways of talking about depression and they have all different, I don't again. know. And yeah. I like our show because now I get to compare Slipknot and Brockhampton together. And that's, that's insane <laughs> how we can do that kind of thing. Um, but the thing is, is it's, they're both my favorite kind of depression record in the sense of it's trying to find meaning. It's not just wallowing in sadness. Right. And that is, so much of the song No Halo is about trying to find meaning. Yeah. And it describes a lot of like breakdowns of relationships. Mm-hmm. So the first verse, Matt Champions versus... Oh, fucking... I thought that flowed so well in yes. the beginning. I, I do... I You know, he, he... And then he just describes really well how a failed relationship works. Mm-hmm. How it's just slow erosion and then it's gone. Yeah. I think the interesting about No Halo as well is like you get six different... Five or six different stories uh, and they're all about the same thing of like I'm sure I'll find it you know yeah, try to exactly find, yeah exactly so like they're all going through some shit but they're gonna figure out their shit and then it's gonna get yeah. so while it's a depression record it somewhat it's all hopeful right that's yeah. the other thing that helps for sure cause like that's why I like the Slipknot depression record <laughs> it wants to fight it mm-hmm. again wallowing is the worst stage of feeling bad yeah I hate that stage and anything that helps me battle out of it. And the song dropped at a perfect time when I was dealing with yeah. And that's what I, you know, I'm not going to go to Kevin's length of airing out shit. Kevin Abstract, not our Kevin, whatever. Yeah, so I was like, uh, wait, what did Kevin say? <laughs> but I'm not going to have to go that far and air it out, but it came at a time I needed this. Yeah, I needed somebody sure. to, like, say, you know, even, like, Joba's uh, section on this song of lost a part of me but i'm still here and that's mm-hmm. what you know losing touch with people that matter a lot to you that's what it feels like because mm-hmm. people close to you to become a part of you in the sense of like you'll see something funny there's a reason we're always sharing shit together absolutely yeah you know and then when that's gone or it's sports. you know <laughs> well <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> interests anything yeah, is yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know i want to tell them about this and mm-hmm. so it really sucks when you know all of a sudden you lose that connection kind of thing. And that, mm-hmm. this record, for sure, hit on all of that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like like we said, like No Halo was a very good beginning, kind of like preparing you for what is going to happen and throughout this whole album with these five or six stories uh, because it ranges from everything that happens in this first, uh, first Yeah, it, it's like a great preview. It's great, like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's your... Uh, overture of like a musical or something where yeah. it's explaining everything that you're about to mm-hmm. like witness and mm-hmm. so it's much like that yeah um so and then like you said just the repetition of i know i'll find it yeah is what you that's usually when you finally break out of feeling bad mm-hmm. it's like it's coming um and i know like when you watch the video you really like dom's verse too when yes. you first saw it because it that one is the most affirmation how heavy of like yeah i used to have a lot of problems but now i finally figured it out we will all find a way yeah and that's beautiful yeah absolutely and the music video like i know you kind of said, touched on in the beginning but yeah the music video was very interesting very beautiful as well just all these different things and mm-hmm. different angles and different uh ways of telling a story with just camera angles it's just it was super good and that's the great thing about again opening up your band because they are you know like a collective where they have graphic designers and in-house producers, so mm. HK, 
edited that video, and he only does stuff for them. Mm-hmm. So he knows specifically one their vision, two how to, inc- you know, how to continue building off that. Yeah. Well, the next song on the track, or, I'm sorry, next track on the album, Sugar. Yes. Very sweet song. Very sweet song. It is. A, it's a. It's a very sweet R&B song. Yeah. Well, it's like you also mentioned um, with the subtraction of Amir, uh, this song, this album kind of became more R&B and popish. Yes. Than it did. They with play Amir. way more into those elements. That's correct. Because, right, yes. like, you know, as you've done your cursory listening to pre this. Yeah. I'm he, like, he, oh he, shit. He brought the edge. He was like the gangster rapper, as he always puts his the gutter shit. Like yeah. he he talked about all the heavier shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like where would he fit in a song like Sugar? I don't. Right. Yeah, like, oh, I don't, don't see it. I didn't see. I didn't see a lot of range for him to fit in any of this. So I mean, at the same time, well, yeah, that's part of thing. it. You know, part and of that's this. a obviously a discussion with uh, the fan base too. Is just like, well, without without that stuff happening, this wouldn't have existed. Yeah. Because you don't, because people are trying to fit them in there, and it's yeah. like no. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a cool YouTube uh, track that somebody put a verse in for Boy, Bu- or not Boy, Boy, uh, Big, sure. Bo- Big Boy, Big Boy, okay. Uh, that I actually really dug, and then I was like, damn, that would have sucked. Damn. But of course, this record is, you know, a lot of it's about him. So yeah, it was, it was just a cool listen. But yeah. I'm like, it ain't gonna exist. But yeah, you're also right. Is like this is, um, you know. Because they always had all these elements, because some of their songs don't even sound like rap or hip-hop songs. Yeah. And so, like, this one, too, it, it's way more an R&B song. Like, you got Dom and Matt rapping on it, but the rest of it's all just sung. And this is where, uh, yeah, this is a Bareface album, too. Yeah. All of his features are gold. Like, he's the main singer. Yeah. And so when this song opens up and he just sings uh, sweetly after Matt's verse... Like this, this whole thing shines with him, and I think it's because there is more of that R and B element because he has a beautiful singing voice. Yeah, and I've noticed that throughout the album too. And I actually have, uh, I think I have a favorite person from this group that I'll bring up later on in the tracks. There, who won you over? The one, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, moving on, I think you know, going from No Halo to Sugar, it's kind of like a sweet little taste of what's going on, and then it kind of gets dark, kind of quick, mm-hmm. uh, and it starts with Boy Bye. Uh, and I thought, I, lo- I love the music in the background, because it sounds like you're chilling at a club. Uh, and then, what did I say? Hold on, I remember what I said for this. It sounds like it's a half spooky haunted house, and then half about to flip some dough in a pizza pie, <laughs> for a pizza pie at an Italian restaurant. That guitar in the background is like... I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's an interesting idea, because the... Yeah, the beat on it yeah. does have this, like, have some minor chord undertones. Yeah, and that's where I got, like, that haunted house feel to it, too. And then uh, I just feel, like, the spookiness kind of coming in. I'm like, I'm glad that you saved this one for October. <laughs> <laughs> but they, it, and it's also a really important song, because yeah. what they got big off of mostly was their bangers. Mm. Like, because they're a lot of fun. Like, if you put the whole saturation trilogy on, like... Uh, on a shuffle. Yeah. Most of it's just bangers. You know, I don't know if you want to do some housework, you just want to play a video game. I love playing it like that. And so this track's important because it shows they'll still do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just all R&B and sad boy rap coming out. Like, it's going to still, you know, it's still going to be fun songs and this is fun, but like you said, there's the undertone of they do have shit going on. Mm. And of course, again, Bareface snapped on this one with the 
the, 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 the bringing uh, the the bark dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't recall it right now because we're live, but. Coming in with the bark, always feel left in the dark. Yeah, yeah. just like how haunting that is. Like yeah. you said, that's where the fun kind of stops. Yeah. Because there's the darkness that you heard in the beat. He brings it home, and then even the outro of Jimbo singing, I'm beautiful and bashful. Like, mm. it sounds haunting. It does. The yeah. way he's ho- holding the holding the notes. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's yeah. an interesting take on it. I, uh... I also thought um, the next song, Heaven Belongs to You, is more of like an interlude because it's like, it is, yeah. it's, I would say it's a minute and a half. So that's when it, like that's when you like you get the taste of the hauntiness from Boy Bye, but then you get Heaven Belongs to it's You. It's a creepy song. It yeah. is a creepy song. Um, I was going to say, I love the, <laughs> this is going to be stupid. I love the line, what do you mean I'm not green what like Timothy? What do you mean I'm not green like Timothy? See, I knew, that was a, I knew that was a movie reference. I never watched the movie, of course, because I'm stuck in movies. <laughs> but the first thing I thought of was Timothy Hay, which I feed my guinea pigs all the time. <laughs> And I love my Hell yeah. So I, I'm like, now you, oh, can, yeah. now you can sing that to him. I know. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not green like Timothy. And they're gonna be like, can I just have some fucking hay, please? So that's Slothi. He's a UK. Okay. He's like a haunted UK rapper. Like he looks like he's haunted by something. Like he just looks crazy. And that's and then, he just he's really good at sounding creepy. And he did. He did a good job. Um, he has a new song with Denzel Curry called Psycho. I think he would enjoy a lot. Did I? I think I listened to that. Oh really? You show, I think you showed that to me. Oh, well. Maybe. <laughs> Either way, I'll listen to it again. It's cool. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, I like how the outro takes the... Takes I like the, the sample. Yes. I love the Break the Law break sample. The law. And because they use it several times. It's from uh, Project Pat. Okay, which, I didn't know. Which is a cool thing, too. They will bring... Like, it's it's funny because they, you know, for me, they're kids. 24's kid to me now. <laughs> um, that's 90s hip-hop. Yeah. But yeah, like they it's one of those things of wow, they did their homework. Yeah. <laughs> they they know the go good yeah. shit too. And I know they, you know, do I mean it's their fucking job. But yeah, that's uh Project Pat. Uh is break the law. Okay. Yeah, that was in, that was a good but I love that part. I always yeah. go break the law. Break the law. Because <laughs> they, they do it like I said, they do it several times in this album. And then like you said, it keeps getting darker. Mm-hmm. Cause then St. Percy is just a Dark, like it, it's a, it, it feels heavy with that heavy bass. That bass line was super cool. Boom, boom, boom. And this one, this this song makes me amused. Like I'm always amused because uh, also I saw a bunch of like posts using the Tyler the Creator meme of. So that was a fucking lie. Because like a couple weeks before Kevin dropped it, he was saying this is a summer record. It's a summer record, and it's like, I'm like there's the depression shit. But at the same time, yeah, Saint Percy I don't listen to on headphones so much. I don't have it on really playlists. But when it plays in my car, it's great. I love listening to the the bass on it. So it is there is that summertime jams in here you should definitely hear that on headphones though that's fucking sick yeah <laughs> I would get some bass in there yeah. yeah I should put them on my beats yeah, yeah. Right. but like yeah the most I've listened to it is definitely in the car yeah um and this is the other thing this follows the trend of Kevin's low energy on this record still like it's one of those things of i think he and i don't mean low energy as in no effort it's just he is very subdued he's mumbling like he opens the it's like a mumble core verse that he opens with well that in the beginning of this whole album you don't really hear him too much yeah he's not no halo he's uh in the outro to sugar 
you know. He's, like you hear him bits and pieces, you wait until. But the yeah, and you know he's the front man. It, it feels like because he dropped Arizona Baby, a lot of this is letting them. That makes get, sense. Letting them get their say too because right. of all the tumult, like. Great word, because tumultuous is like short what? for tumult. Tumult okay. is an actual word, okay. and I'm gonna keep using it. Oh, that's fine, <laughs> and I'm gonna keep not knowing what it means. Um, <laughs> and then Merlin shows up on the end of this one. I feel you uh, enjoyed it. Did you remember the GIF reaction thread I made uh, for this album? Yes. For Murder Man, I used when Homer goes nuts in The Shining. Oh, that's right. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, I do remember that. Because that's 100% what I'm thinking of when he's just screaming Murder Man over and over. <laughs> no TV and no beer make Homer something something. And Murder uh, Man. Murder Man. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. But I love when he just randomly spazzes. <laughs> So, that, is, that is really cool. And it really feels like, also, it's just funny because it was like, how do we finish this song? Mm-hmm. And it has like a nice, just bass heavy beat, and then just somebody spazzes. So, like, it, it reminds me of uh, Kids See Ghosts, where sometimes oh, yeah. they would mm-hmm. just spaz over the thing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, when, like, the first song of Kids See Ghosts, when you have, like, uh, I Can Still Feel the Love, and you have, like, the weird gunshot sounds yeah. coming from that guy. Yeah, just the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 that's definitely this right here. And where then, it's just. Yeah, I just realized also during that part when he's making the gun noise, he's like, like he does that kind of weird shit too. I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, all right, I get you, I feel you. So it's like that same energy. (laughs) And now here's another favorite of yours. If you pray right, yeah, this is definitely my top from when I first listened to it because I'm like, this is spooky shit right here. Um, I love it because of the trumpet, and I I compared it to be like a mix of like Tom Waits hobo shit and some just amazing flow from the rappers Mm -hmm. uh, that were on there. And I like the end of the song. It's definitely Dom on fire again too. Yeah. Like, like he just goes in, you know, gives you a good verse of full of, you know, shit that's on his mind, and then he is out again. You know what? Oh man, maybe I should change my favorite uh, art because I thought I didn't. Dom wasn't the one I was thinking of. We're gonna figure it out in a second. We'll, t- we'll let you see. <laughs> um, but I like the end of the song uh, with the same repeat of "Break the Law" because it brings that back yep. in there. Um, I thought the outro was a little strange. That is the... Look, 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 we can connect it to Slipknot again. Okay, <laughs> That right. is uh, that production blow like, that bloat, Slipknot was, was doing, bloat. too, where it was yeah. just this extra minute yeah. of... Why? <laughs> I was wondering, because it, like, it, it kind of, like... Sort of, it didn't really... It, well, I mean, if you pray right, I guess it kind of connects because I mean, like he talks about walking with Jesus or something like that. But yeah, and then that's another thread we got in here is like they're Texas boys. Of course they, of course they have connections to Jesus. Of course, like you know, Job. A lot of his verses are about um, like we'll, we'll talk again with I born, <laughs> I've been born again. Like a yeah. lot of his is he through his break it sounds like he got back in touch with religion mm. when he like really backed away from it like where you know like he even starts a no halo but then you know Kevin's another one that kind of mentions it a couple times like a dearly departed he even asks you know can Jesus tell me why this happened to me mm. and then I I feel like oh I, I've been born again I mean whenever you hear born again what do you think right yeah yeah so yeah if you pray right kind of started with that idea of one of the threads here of like for sure coming back to religion I was gonna say like it, this kind of like leads into like every song kind of leads into the next a little bit yeah. it looks like there's groups 
for each part of the album, but like these three next songs, if you pray right, uh, the next two that we're gonna be talking about uh, are definitely all together right there. Yeah, and um, I think that's the other thing is why I enjoy this one so much, and I'm very happy to see where they go from here. Is just because this one has it's so cohesive. Mm-hmm. So like the Saturation trilogy, put them on the map because it's just filled with bangers and all these different melodies and all these different sounds, and there's just versatility up and down the board. And then Iridescence wasn't gonna live up to it. And then also there was all the problems. Right. And it still has some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it feels like through that they learn how to make this, and it, there's just cohesion through the whole thing yeah. and that's also what I enjoy about it and let's get into it this is one of the heavy parts of the oh, track yeah. right it's here. dearly yeah. departed it's the f- 500 pound gorilla in the room right so yeah um, this is really like if you've lost anybody it's a track for you and it really is just about loss in general because you know Kevin starts it off with yes this is the Amir song <laughs> with the uh, can Jesus send me a message what's the point of a best friend if you end up losing him like that hurts right. to listen to mm-hmm. it hurts to listen to if I didn't have any experience with it but it hurts to listen to but then you know Matt's verse in this is important too because it talks about just losing people too because right, yeah. like he lost his grandpa Grandparents, yeah. Yeah. And whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Punch, Punch the microphone, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, his grandpa died, and you know, he yeah. wrote a verse about that, so that's the other thing, too. Was, it, it's, it's a lost song. Yeah. It could be loss of any aspect. And then just that loss. why part. Mm. Like, it is 100% earned. Mm. Like, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, calm down. <laughs> and then after, you know, a couple listens and, you know, especially the last verse we'll talk about, but. Right. Um. Yeah, just holding that note like that, it is earned, and it's one of those things of you can't go to it often, but when it's earned, like just you know, it reminds me of just all those different right. uh, memes of somebody scream crying. <laughs> like that's what yeah, it is. I was gonna say it's earned without sounding too cheesy. That's why, like, so they can say that they can get away with doing it because it doesn't sound. And cheesy. then the guitar in this is like perfect ballad guitar. Yeah. Like, that's straight up, like, 80s ballad, like, mm-hmm. you know. So, what else you got? Uh, me, I thought this was, like, absolutely powerful. I mean, talking about Dom's verse, I love that. It's hard to imagine, you know, any sort of loss that happened in anyone's life. And he just shows the emotion beautifully. I know. Uh, uh, it won't ever cease to give me this. No, absolutely. I was going to say, I always, like, sometimes I, I love the whole song, but when I get to that part, I'm like, all right, I'm settling yeah. in right here. Um, the way the song ends where you can hear Dom drop the mic and run out the door of the studio it just makes the song that much better. I know. I thought that was super fun. And I gotta assume he just killed it on that take. That wasn't even on purpose. Yeah. It was like, well, you murdered the take. I like that's it. We're gonna keep it. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you put the, Oh my god. That just... It seriously made it that much better, especially when I heard him. You that's, feel him. That's... Yeah, exactly. That's another time I've gave my goose, self goosebumps because I'm like, I don't think that was rehearsed. I yeah. think it was killed so bad and he was so angry because it was that perfect like one it's already this great verse of describing betrayal mm. you know and then on top of it if he one taked it like that and just murdered it right then the energy you would feel because i mean oh my god the adrenaline's up there the like two times i killed it on stage playing music out of the many attempts <laughs> that is that powerful feeling yeah. and i know you have to feel that too <laughs> probably a couple more times than <laughs> but that just like 
I yeah. killed it just you're now. right there when you're feeling it, man. I get that. So it was good to like just hear it. Like you don't even need to see anything. All you needed to hear were those sounds, and you knew exactly how it was gonna be. Man, I don't need to hear it, motherfucker. Yeah, no, <laughs> fucking love it. Uh, yeah, it, it's just it's too much. And yeah, he, he, it's one of those things of because out of all of them in the record, he you know maybe Merlin too because Merlin just seems to have a good time, mm. but. <laughs> uh, Dom feels the most confident post breakup. And yeah. it helps when you got really shitted on. You know, yeah. like you got really betrayed and mm -hmm. now it's like fuck out of here, I'm a better you know, like I I'm sure especially with you know, to be a good rapper you need that ego. Yeah. I think. And so it's just like we don't need him. I can just keep killing it. Like that's more room for me to kill it with these guys and he, he, he brings He the fucking good. brought him, man. Yeah, he stepped yeah. up. He stepped up. It was good stuff. Man, that was that that one was definitely like I don't want to say the peak of the album, but it is one of like the top songs on this album. Right? I mean, it's a beautiful song. Yeah. yeah. Um, next song, um, last one on the spooky train here. Uh, I I be born. I'm sorry. I've been born again. I be born again. I've been born again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, I thought it was uh, you know during uh, during uh, Merlin's uh, verse where he sounded it sounded really haunting where it's like. I'm uh, like Dennis Rodman. Rod yeah. he's like Dennis Rodman, yeah, he's, yeah, like he's uh, he's from Ghana. Okay. So he sometimes does. He gets the. He has those little flourishes of language. Okay. I was gonna say like, was that like purposely in there? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the way he's like his verse, just his verse was like super haunting. Um, and where it just repeats like an echo and also during this verse that's where you start hearing the spooky melody in the background which reminds me of walking through Lavender Town and, and the original Pokemon yes, <laughs> it is like it a is. Lavender Town beat that's I'm like, funny huh. it's like it's like super haunting <laughs> I like uh, this one for me is where also the opening verse for Kevin Kevin's opening verse here mm. it's him like promising he's still gonna be Kevin Abstract Cause he's like still rapping about dick still. Oh yeah, uh, Lisa House still. Like. Well, the thing the the song itself is about like their childhood and about uh, about like drugs, I believe. And then yeah. it's about how they got how they're dealing with the fame and the money with yeah. the, with this stuff. And he's like, I'm still gonna be me. And like, I it's like a nice affirming song. It really is. The it born is. again. <laughs> it it really is. And then like uh, about three quarters of the way, you get that bridge that repeats itself, like saying like, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, the mom. Like, yeah, the mom. <laughs> mom just yelling. <laughs> and I love that. And just like you know, any bridge, it connects the song together. And it's just like how they're gonna yeah. keep being them. And and then I like the yeah final breakdown. Like I don't even know the words for that. I actually didn't even look up the words. I just <laughs> picture having a good time. Like you're all just yelling the same thing at each other. Yeah. Um, it was a good. That was the first official song single okay. that dropped. And I, I was like, I was like, oh okay, this is fine. But and then the broader context, it, it's really brought me home to it. Um, yeah, but like I also see why they would drop that first because again, it's kind of affirming like we're still Brockhampton. Yeah, we're still here. Yep, still good. This is a, maybe a new version of us right now. Uh, and then the big song, the self-titled song. Well, not self-titled. I don't know. Album titled song. Fuck yeah, it. it's called Ginger. Fuck yeah, it. Jesus. <laughs> um, this is such a sweet hook, yeah. and it, I love this hook for Kevin. Um, and it's something I 
personally in my head when I've listened to it, I extend to everyone I care about. I know you have your own shit. I have my own, but there's always a place for you. That's the whole thing. Uh, his lower register singing makes it sound like a whisper to someone to not forget you. Like, that's how I feel. Yeah. Is like, just, it's a very, like, just don't worry. It's like, whenever anybody's going through shit, like, it, it really is what you say to ease, you know, things. And, um... Uh, this verse, or the verses have harder feelings than that, though. Like, uh, Matt Champion still admits that he's having a lot of problems with his relationships where he just doesn't trust anybody right now, and, you know, he just, he doesn't know. Mm. And then, uh, uh, you go. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. No, I, I was going to say, I really, I, I like it. It, it like, the, Ginger kind of draws the connection back to what you heard in the beginning with, uh, um, no, Halo. no Halo and, uh, was one after that? Um, Sugar. Sugar, thank you. Uh, those two songs, it's kind of weird how it, there's, like, nice, lighthearted stuff in the beginning of the album, then you get into, like, the spooky, darkness, and then you come back up with Ginger, and that's where we're at again. Because I, in, in the beginning, when I remember listening to it, I'm like, Ginger doesn't fit in this album, and I'm like, oh wait, it does. Yeah. I just forgot that there's, like, a big gap in between the songs it kind of fits with. Yeah, it just, it, cause, yeah, it's like the because we like to break this down like narratives it's mm. like the third act yeah and so i've been born again is still second act so it's like once you listen to it a couple times and get what's happening there it's like yes this is the third act in the sense of we're coming back to life you know we're all right we laid to rest what ha you know right. the, that middle section really dealt with it mm -hmm. And then now it's like, okay, now, you know, now it's kind of a little bit back to a different energy. And then, um, what is the outro again? Why did I write? I'm the blanking. outro. I'm blanking. All I put the was outro. Fairfax once again comes in with the outro. Uh, it was the, it was the, I'm blanking um, just because we're doing this live. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it, you know. <laughs> Uh, it was the one, it, it was seriously like, he only says like three lines, or okay. two lines, and it was very nice. <laughs> now I'm blanking on now you make me think about it. I know. It. Hold right. on. Well, we suck. Um, hold on, hold on, everybody. This is what happens when you... We prepared, I promise. Blank live. We have um, notes. I mean, I listened to this more than any <laughs> other record this year. Say, like, what the fuck, Cody? Uh, yeah. Well... Did you call me Cody? I said Tony, but I said it really kind of mumbly. <laughs> but yeah, the other thing I noticed is, yeah, like you said, is... It, I mean, it isn't... Um, um, I don't think it's by accident that sugar and gender are the only two, like, spices. <laughs> um, and, like, neither of those... I never. I didn't even think words about that. <laughs> are like in the song, yeah. so I feel. I feel like it really does feel a lot like sugar. And then, anyways, uh, the bareface outro is because it sounds. The reason we didn't think of it right away is because the reason I like it so much different. It sounds like more like a pop or synth pop outro. Okay. But I, you know, it's. But I couldn't lie. You swear and you cry. Like he has like a heavy vocoder on it. Yeah. Okay. okay. So it and it ends like a. To me, an electronic pop song. Okay. And it's just an interesting, uh, direction to go, especially because then it lands into uh, big boy. Big boy. And I think that's a pretty interesting song. It's like, kind of showing how they've grown up past the situation. Mm -hmm. like, 
big boy. At the same time, there's like messages of also uh, weird uh, toxic masculinity a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, go ahead. I'll let you talk about that. Well, yeah, I think that's what the verse, the repetition of it, like stop being a sad little baby, mm-hmm. like, and I think it's meant to be like, yeah, we're, we're we're trying, but like the whole thing is, is we can't deny what's going on, right? And I just feel it so much with Joba's, just patch it up and stitch it, yeah, and that's a perfect again dealing with depression and loss. There is always that part where it's like, I just want to feel okay. Mm-hmm. I don't even care if things end up okay for me. Just let me pretend. Let me feel. Just patch it up and stitch it. Like, I, I, I just make me feel better. It's funny how that works. And then you also enjoy bare faces. What a day, what yeah. a day. That was a cool verse. That was a cool <laughs> verse. I did enjoy that. Um, Love Me For Life. Mm-hmm. Next song out of there. I love the... I just love, again... My gif reactions. This is perfect Shaq. That outro is that Shaq meme of him singing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it yeah. is him just going, love me for life. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll let you go first. All right. Anything. Well, okay, this is where I make my decision of who my favorite member is. Uh, this is where I thought... Uh, Merle Wood uh, Merlin, was, yeah. Merlin, sorry, Merlin, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Merlin Wood is probably my favorite artist out of, uh, from Brockhampton. God damn it! <laughs> Brockhampton. Um, I thought a lot of, uh, every one of his verses that he's had on here were super, I don't know, he's in your face. Spaz, he's dude, the spaz, dude, yeah. I'd like and I know it. Me. That's why I'm like, check out Slow Thigh, because Slow Thigh is a lot like that, too. Oh, man. And then... Yeah, it's super fucking good. But um, my god, yeah, like he snaps on this because it is a chill beat. Yeah. It's going to chill time, right? You're mm. like thinking you're about to, and then he just fucking loses his mind. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's like every track, it's fucking amazing. Every time he just comes in, all of a sudden he's yelling. I'm like, I love this. Like I said, the fucking line of shoot my shoot me a share for Trayvon Martin, King Ali, and Bobby Marley. Oh yeah, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like it's start first, he's flat about how he just cashed a paycheck and he has designer clothes in his closet and then he was like and then it's basically like all right let's all get crunk off my weed and then it's like and then you know he's just one he's that guy you're hanging out having a good time just drinking beer and smoking weed with and he then all of a sudden he loses his mind and is like let's go kill a sheriff Trayvon Martin, King Ali, and Bobby Marley. We gotta revenge them all right now. It's like, that's it. Like, what is this weed laced with? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, okay, have you ever seen the movie, um, fuck. Damn it. Never mind. I can't think of the title of the movie, otherwise it'd be like, Train Spotting. Yes. You ever see Train Spotting? Yes, yes. It's like that one crazy. Choose life. Yes. (laughs) It's like that one crazy friend that they have that they're sitting up and playing pool and somebody just throws the, the thing behind him. He throws the glass behind him and then. Some guy's like, what the fuck? And then everyone's like, all right, who, who the fuck did that? And then he, the guy that threw the thing, comes downstairs like, all right, we're not leaving until we find out who did it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, who the fuck are you? And then he screams and he kicks the guy in the nuts. That's Merlin. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's, uh, Another good meme I saw was just everyone's sad face. Everyone. Then, then Merlin would. Merlin! And then everyone, happy face. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, I enjoy that too. When I just hear him yelling his own name. <laughs> But then just, yeah, the outro of just love me for life is such a sweet thing. Yeah. But it's a needy thing, too. Again, it's a, another depression thing coming out of there, you that know? shit. It's like, 
please, like, I know I was tripping, or I know I was hard, you know, like, but just what I need to know is my life rafts are still out there. I mean, everybody's been there before. Like, you still got my back, right? And then, lastly, Victor, uh, Victory, is it just Victor Roberts? That's it's what, Victor thought, Roberts. It's Victor Roberts. I thought it was called Victory Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, I thought it was. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I thought it was. Oh, shit. Uh, it, they just flat out named it for the guy that opens it up. Yeah, yeah. He and is, he fucking. He is Victor Roberts II. Yeah. yeah. He fucking. Oh, my God. I have to say, like, this is probably the best ending to an album that I've heard in a while. It this, really is. This song right here. Because it, like, it, 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 the entire build up throughout the whole album kind of gets you this moment right here and just breaks down yeah, it's everything. All, it's all full circle. It's all, like, brings it right back home. Mm. And and he just hit him. Victor Roberts gave me the chills. I knew it was Victor Roberts. That's why I thought yeah. it was cool that it was called Victory Roberts. <laughs> that that is cool. Man. Should 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 uh, pass that to them. Like, hey guys, <laughs> you guys can pay me some money. More like a Victory Roberts. Yes. Um, but like, so yeah, uh, it's one of Dom's like close friends. Like right after it came out, he just posted like you know an image of him. He's like, this is one of my closest friends. They met over like Xbox Live. Okay. Cause the thing is, when you get to be a professional rapper, like twenty three twenty. For and you yeah. get to live in the house that you record all your music in. Yeah. You get enough time to make good friends on Xbox Live in between right. all that, I guess. But yeah, like uh, Victor, is a, you know, he's well, he details his, you know, it was set, his background, yeah. and that's why he still p- put his career on hold because he definitely has the talent and he has a really cool voice. It's a very unique voice. Super smooth. Yeah, it's this really unique sounding voice. And yeah, how he gets through this whole story, and you know, it's still a four-minute track, yet he tells this entire story. Love this like imagery of the Power Rangers symbolizing like just I was still a kid. I'm still playing with Power Rangers. I'm still hoping the fucking cops don't kick my door down and take me away forever. And they fucking we all know now because of the shit we see, they could have just done that. They could have ended his whole family. They could have just put it all to rest and. Who knows where he would have ended up, and it, all it takes is one not as horrible cop to just be like, dude, let's just get out of here. I, I ain't in no mood to be breaking up families right now. Maybe check me next week, but but um, like especially once you grow up and see that, it was like the idea that your entire world was like on the brink of going down and again it wraps it all up because again it was somebody that they trusted and so like it's this this amazing idea of bringing in a different close friend that had that experience in a different way and it just brings all the ideas back to, to the end it's super fucking good and then of course that outro that anybody and everybody needs to hear almost fucking broke me out of my depression all on its own yeah um so it's Ryan Beatty he's like a pop singer mm-hmm. and I've listened to some of his music it's very pretty mm-hmm. yeah and there's this thank god for my bitches still sticking with me it's yeah. just such a great thing and then thank god I'm built for the distance it's just another like I, I can do this right yeah and then, of course, Bareface. <laughs> uh, just killing it again for me is just love yourself with my heart. It's such a beautiful thing. And when you see a loved one going through shit, it's just like, let me love you for you. Like, because I've done that for people. We all do that for people when we care about them. Absolutely. That really is loving them with your own heart because they don't love themselves right now. Mm-hmm. Damn. 
Someone brought the heavy, heavy. Mm-hmm. Jesus yep. Christ. And that's what it. If we're not gonna have a guest, we might as well, well get just, passionate. Yeah, might as well. Here we are. <laughs> and that was that was Ginger. Mm-hmm. Brockhampton, Ginger. So you said that you had. We'll lighten it up now. We'll lighten it up with some houses wrestling. Because this is this is wrestling. This is wrestling. All, All right, right, let's do it. Ready? How, How is, is this wrestling? wrestling? How is this wrestling? How is this wrestling? All right. So um, this is wrestling, obviously, because uh, if we want to crawl account Brockhampton as a stable and all bands are basically stables aren't basically, they? yes. they're real life stables yeah, yeah. stable is when you're a group of wrestlers yes. all allied <laughs> they're obviously a stable and then uh, the very wrestling thing happened where one of the members of your stable turns heel that yep. means they go bad guy means goes bad. <laughs> if we're kind of, this is us counting Brockhampton as a face Stable, stable because yes. why would you count anybody as a heel stable yeah, if they're in a band? Because Slipknot's still a face stable. That's fair. <laughs> like yeah. we cheer for them, that's, that's so true. they're a face. <laughs> Is there? Well, I mean, like I would probably boo uh, Five Finger Death Punch stable. Well, that's it. Yeah, they're heels to us, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess they make bad music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so like, yeah, it's like one of your members turning on you <laughs> in the stable. So yeah. that's what happened when they released Amir. He went heel. And the reason he definitely went heel is because now he dropped an EP this last couple weeks. It was fucking rough. Emmanuel. Holy shit. And while a man, like the song Emmanuel admits some mistakes and yeah. he even says, I wish I could take it all back, at the same time, he isn't apologizing completely. Yeah, is he like, I'm sorry that, you, that you're hurt? Yeah, that it's that, it, 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 and it's still very as affirming of like, I am Jesus, king of uh, bleep. Um, yes. I didn't say it, not like the Joker who did say it. <laughs> and actually, didn't he didn't say it either. Did I show you? You Well, you just showed me You just showed me the... The Joker N-word countdown ended in the best way. That was a good account because obviously he didn't say it, but the video that he posted at the end was good. Was I will it? show you it. Okay. okay. Um, but <laughs> he's still going on the shit, basically. And yeah. even in that whole EP, they're still, like, eventually, like, even in another... Even another, like, verse, he goes, like, I'm not a boy in a band, I'm more than a man. And, like, that could even be him nodding to Dearly Departed, where Dom's like, you never knew, learned how to be a man. Mm. And then, of course, going, you know, sneering at the boy band idea. So, like, it, it's a heel thing. That's some real it's wrestling still shit right there. And that's why it's like, yeah, I wish everything was wrestling, because this would be Dom versus Amir. God. To get his, you know, either get his revenge or, like, I want to see that match now. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, everything really is wrestling. Yeah. It's stupid. It's stupid how, like, I go my day-to-day and I can think of, like, a wrestling scenario oh, of how this shit happens. It's always wrestling. Stupid So fuck. this is very much a how is this wrestling record. Oh, here we go. Because this, he- this is the faces and then we heard the heel answer. We did. And he, he he's healing. And we'll get a face answer next week. Here we go. How is this wrestling? How is this wrestling? How is this wrestling? All right, let's wrap this up with some recommendations, shall we? Yes, you first. Um, I compared this since my rap knowledge isn't the best, um, but I compared this to when I listened to the album title of the creator, uh, Goblin. 
Uh, it's funny that you say that it's not the best, but you did that. That hits the nail on the head. Oh. I mean, Kevin, for like, he hasn't, neither of them featured together yet, but Kevin, like, has already said that uh, a lot of the graphic work with Ginger was inspired by Tyler the Creator's stuff. It, I could see that. Like, with that music video for No Halo, I'm like, this kind of looks like some Tyler the Creator shit. And then, like, their tour posters and everything, yeah. like, like basically, it's like the mutual respects there. And yeah, they're very much in the same vein. But yeah, I, I picked Tyler the Creator Goblin because I feel like it's just the struggle of going through things and like it starts off on that album with him talking to a therapist and then it just kind of gets mm -hmm. real dark yeah no it's um, awesome but yeah it's a good album i think that'd be a good recommendation if you like if you like this album you would like tyler the creator goblin yeah it's it's there was that innovation that pushing this medium forward in the way of mm -hmm. like you can play with it a lot it yeah. doesn't have to just be beats and some bars yeah. um but those are important too <laughs> and then uh what i got is this year injury reserve who's another type of group uh also has a sports reference right there it no. does yeah but injury reserve it's another group like this where it's a, ostensibly a hip-hop group but they mix all the elements in there and they come at you with a lot of different looks and it, it's just a fun experience uh injury reserve released something this year self-titled injury reserve uh a lot of fun tracks on there, a lot of uh, talented features. Uh, I know Freddie Gibbs is on there, and then a couple, oh, uh, Rico Nasty, who I know you've listened yeah, to. I like um, and then, uh, yeah, a lot of fun tracks. Nice. I think my favorite is Jailbreak the Tesla. All right, it's, it's, it's a cool electronic track. You'll like it. Nice. Well, that's it. That's the episode. Another episode, not exactly radio right here. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, make sure you follow us. F Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Got some cool things coming up. Uh, making another video shortly uh, from our time in Green Bay when we were up there doing that. Plus, I need to get the audio from you, by the way, from that. Oh, uh, yes, so, I, yes, you do. So I can oh, wait, I, think, I think I emailed it. Did you email it? I yeah. didn't email from it. Let's do clerical stuff right now. I thought I sent it to your personal one. Hmm. I'll, I'll look. look again. I'll look again. Whatever. Oh, I, I we'll figure it, it out. Uh, next week, we have a, a cool guest coming on. We're going to be talking with uh, someone cool. So we'll, <laughs> I don't want to, like, do I say it or do like, I'll just, I'll just wait. We're going to be covering the album uh, Nothing Shocking by uh, Jane's Addiction um, with a cool special guest of ours. We're real big fans. Um, so be prepared for that. It's going to be pretty cool. Tony, you have anything else to say? Uh, toot the boot. Toot the boot. All right. <laughs> Benny K is out of here. So is Tony, just Tony. And this is not exactly radio. Bye-bye. Oh